podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we gotta make the most of our one night together when it's away and go. We'll both be so Like meatloaf, we're in a hurry to get away. It's the day trippers. So it's finally over, and Christ, it was awful. Like getting gut shot and left to expire slowly in agony. The final death rows were a nauseating and mortifying final 90 minutes of Stephen Jarrett's career, in which his colleagues managed to let him down spectacularly for a second week in a row and shipped six goals to ninth place Stoke City while they were at it. Dark days, hell, you might say. But it's over, and we're free now to get in our motorbikes and ride out of the mist. I'm Trev Downing, and joining me to reflect on a wretched campaign are Dave Thomas, Andy Young, and Phil Casey. Right. Okay. Well, look. Um, let's, for the purposes of a review, let's look at the team. Um, and Andy, I'll start with you. Um, first line of the team is is uh, is Minyane. We'll look at the defence as a bigger picture in a minute, and that's a, an altogether more kind of complicated discussion. But Simon Minyane, um it, it would be very very hard to be anything but um, full of praise for what he's managed to do by the end of the season um, we've had the discussion on here a couple of times about um, the summer and the summer coming up and it ties in what we chatted about earlier on with budgets um, are you happy enough to see Simon Minnie continuing as the, the, the number one keeper for yeah, us next I am season? absolutely at the moment like as we know it's going to be limited funds every penny I think has to be invested in goals uh, Simon Mingmay is, is is a is a decent enough goalkeeper. Mm. It's just, he has these patches where things go a bit upside down for him and a, and a force Rogers into playing Brad Jones for a number of weeks. So, um, you buy an understudy. Simple as that. Mm. Spend maybe four or five million on something that's a bit better than, um, than Brad Jones. Another experienced goalkeeper who maybe is out of contract or, or just someone that's kind of not getting in mm. elsewhere but is an upgrade. And you do it that way. So it just means if he gets injured or you're not fancying him for a few weeks, you can stick this fella in goal and you're not, sh- and you're not yeah. shitting. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah. then as well, mm. it um, it puts the shits up big way. Mm. Like Valdez would have been perfect. Mm. You know, that sort of team of goalkeeper. So that's what we should be doing. Oh, what about, what about to, to speak about the player himself for a minute? Because he does warrant, I think, specific attention out of an awful lot of the squad um, for the turnaround that he, 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 he did sort of... Um, Pulling on himself, yeah, um, yeah, it was magnificent. Uh, like it, it was totally, totally different to what we'd we'd seen in months, probably months previous to mm. it. Um, one thing he probably never seen him improve on is his kicking, but everything else improved. Yeah, you know, his command in the area and his confidence, and just he got back to, you know, the sort of some of the saves he was pulling off the pre- pre- previous season. Mm. So uh, yeah, no credit to him, fair play to him, and I think what he put it down to. 
was was uh, something as what his wife said. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah. as simple as that as a, as a mindset change. Dave, I suppose we, we we can. There's no point in going around the same circuit there, so we can expand it out a little bit now and start looking at the defence in general. Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, would you look at? Would you break it up into what you thought worked well and what you thought didn't work so well, perhaps in the in the the defence? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a it's a it's the type of situation where the sum of the parts were worse than their individual components. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't think we actually have terrible defenders. I mm. think we have a poor defence, but individually, you know, there's. I think the majority of the players who played uh, showed enough to suggest that they can play at this level. Um, you know, Moreno, as you would expect, I guess, from a 21-year-old playing his first season in a different league, he was very up and down. You know, probably got a lot of grace because he scored against Tottenham mm. you know I think if he doesn't score that goal he probably gets a bit of a tougher view from most people but I think the raw attributes that he have is there to see uh, moving across then looking at you know the two players really that cause a lot of the contentious issues I guess all season are our, our two left sided centre backs so you know Mamadou Sacco and, and Lovren um, Sacco for me you know if you just look at the minutes he played on the park he's the best defender in the Premier League, I think, mm. this year. You know? Uh, I think he's strong. I think he's commanding. He's good with the ball. Positionally very sound. I think it really suits him to play three at the back. I think <coughs> covering that left-hand side. Um, I think that his fence, communication looks much better. Stepping mm. out with the ball on on Sunday in what was it? Just a terrible, terrible, terrible performance. He is, I think, the only player who looked as if it was painful for him and that it hurt him and he you know he's the one consoling Emre Jean when Emre Jean's conceding the goals like you know so and then Lovren I mean look we've done Lovren to death you know to the point where if he got sold in the summer for four million I don't think anyone would really be complaining too much I don't think that will happen I don't think it makes financial sense for one thing to do it so I don't think they'll do that and then quickly Skirtle Skirtle was Skirtle He's always going to do skirtle things. He's skirtle, you know, nobody should be surprised that he's, yeah. you know, brilliant one minute and looks terrible the next. And then a right back, you know, we had uh, the ghost of Javi Manquillo, you mm. know, who played for the first half of the season and then completely fell through a trap door and obviously did something horrific, probably, you know, something terrible. We, we've, to we've asked this question before. Is there any, any further theories or clarifications on what actually happened to Javi Manquillo? I just think the manager didn't fancy him. Okay. I mean, I think there was rumours that he got a little bit homesick, okay. that he found the move difficult. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see if Rodgers does stay on, um, you know, and maybe some of the direction he gets from the the ownership around using some of these players, whether he commits to Manquillo. Although tonight now Wisdom has just signed a new deal at the club. Looks like he's going to be at the club next season, uh, whether he plays in centre-back or... As has Colo, I believe. As has Colo. Mm. So, you know, we're... Flanagan's being offered a new Flanagan's deal. Flanagan's got, got a new deal. He's out for a year. Trouble deal, deal. Trouble. out for a year. So, you know, I yeah. think that, uh, you know, a right-back is probably where we're weakest. I wouldn't sign a single... I wouldn't pay money for a single defender. Uh, unless we were selling Skirtle. Um, but if we had to get someone, I'd get a new right back. Yeah. Just on that Flanagan, I mean, I, I, I don't see an issue with that. Like, the fella's been at the club all his life. If they just fuck him out now while he's injured, it'd be ruthless enough. Oh, I agree mm. totally. You know, okay. He's not, like, it's money, but he's not going to be on a huge 12-month contract, but it's enough to keep him uh, with a focus to get get himself right again. Yeah. If he's without a club... There's nobody going to be investing in his rehab and getting them right again. Yeah. So it's, I think it makes sense too. The defence, bag of shit. Mm. Basically the whole season been a bag of shit. Mm. Like, You're not enthused by the little uh, window of brilliance in the middle there where we had uh, the tray at the back and it seemed to click? Well, I'm certainly not, no. You're not. Look, <laughs> there was that run. Mm. But unfortunately, it, it, it's 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 the periods either side that run take away from it completely, you know. And, and it's uh, absurd decisions, absurd choices. The trade the back was the only thing that really worked. It was the only thing that seems to suit Skirtle down to. Which it's the only it's the only formation that suits Skirtle because as soon as we went back to a back four, yeah, he was exposed and isolated and looked yeah. shit again and people were just running past him for fun. Yeah, the one time in the whole season when he wasn't being run past or being bullied. Was when we were playing three at the back. When we had Chan and Sacco either side of them. Yeah. 
Like and that's the t- that's the key. It's not the three. It's those two players yeah. in those positions. I think though, like uh, you know, th- then we've talked <coughs> about Mankio. That that baffled me. He was the best. He was our best defensive fullback that we have at the club, right? So I'm 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 yeah. That, and got that, rewritten as as you know underperforming. Uh, yeah, and it, it's it's baffling because there was the 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 the, the Glenson fan brigade who wanted Glenson back because you know mm. he uh, because he does something that he never did for like two seasons. But anyway, right. Yeah. The, you know, and, and that to me, it was just it was just an absolute crock of shit. Like from we're talking about Mignolet. If you were going back to December when he did get dropped, people were calling for him to get dropped anyway. Yeah, like people were saying, put Bad Jones in. He could he can't mm. be any worse than Mignolet. Yeah, yeah. And when he did get in, he was, and everyone's going shit. Put Mignolet yeah. back in because he <laughs> he is actually worse than fucking Mignolet. And like, it's just. It's a complete abomination of a season. Like you, you quite to go so far off the boil to forget everything that we were good with last year. Don't do the whole agenda now. Do the defence. Oh, 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 it's just, <laughs> it's, it, but it's all part of it. Like, had we not had a fucking clusterfuck of the last two games, Rogers could have walked into his review and said, "Well, lads, we paid the money and the defence is twenty five percent better than it was last year. Had we kept two, two clean sheets in the last two games, yeah." Right? We would have been nine goals better off, which would have made us twelve goals better off than the amount that we conceded last mm. year, which would have put us, I think, about thirty-eight goals yeah, yeah, yeah. for conceding over the course of the season. Which he could argue, well, you know, we paid the money. I know it was a lot of money, but look, the defence is improving. We only let in one a game. Yeah, right. Which is fucking. But awful, instead, we end up conceding with nearly the same amount of goals, despite the amount of money we spent on defenders in in, in the summer, mm. right? So, like, the whole every time you every time you try to pull something positive out of what just went on. Your mind is cast back, and for me, it's it's not just what happened in the last nine games; it's what happened through the majority of the season with that little run, as Andy says, up to the Swansea game, where everything seemed to be clicking and everything was fine, and we did look like we were going to go and and take the fourth place because mm. we were we were arguably the best team in the shit team to the top four race. Yeah, we were. And, and, for a while, and that's for that's a what period. it was. Yeah, yeah. Was no, we were we were at one stage. We were playing some of the best, like we were probably one of the better teams. In the, we like, were the best team you know, in the league from we, January to March. We were the best team because yeah. there was nobody. Like if you looked at the Arsenal, no. Arsenal. But if you looked we at the records, if you looked we at like every time you looked at the form guide, the last six yeah, games, we were on yeah. top for ages. Yeah. Southampton and Arsenal were were hanging around, but they'd lost games. We hadn't. Mm. Yeah. So we have been genuinely, we have been the worst team in the league at times. And the best team in the league at times. It was the worst thing is it was, <laughs> has been consistent. Even throughout that run of the three at the back, we were fucking so disorganised. Like it was just the fact that we had Skirtle kind of mopping up and and um challenges doing you know, everyone kind of tipping away. It's grand going to three at the back uh, for a tactic in a particular game because you think it's going to work and you want mm. to get more bodies forward or something like that. Mm. That's grand. We can't rely on three at the back to stop Goal, stop shipping goals. Yeah, you know because then it's your. It's the only way to stop goals is by putting an extra centre half in. Mm. It's fucking ridiculous to think that we don't have a back four. We do not have a, a reliable back four. Of of all the defenders we have, I trust Moreno as a left back and Sacco as a left centre back. After that, we don't have another player that can kind of jump in and make a solid back four. It seeps into the midfield a little bit though, because I think if you look at the teams that have the best. Defensive records, they all play with a defensive midfield player. Nice segue. You know, so <laughs> the reason that we look so poor with a back four is that we don't play with a defensive midfield player, mm. but we play with nominal defensive players in Allen or Gerard. You know, in the in the deepest role, but that's why I would I wouldn't spend any money on defenders. I think if you're going to upgrade, upgrade your midfield and have someone to either either play Lucas as your starting defensive midfielder, which you, you're not going to get a full season out of him. Yeah, but when he did play, we were better. It's simple. You know, and, yeah. and, and now that we don't have to accommodate Jared in that midfield, I think it should give us more options to play a recognised defensive midfielder and protect the back four. But is, is, isn't that fundamentally one of the biggest issues all season? Is that it was the Steven Gerrard farewell tour? Yeah, people of course won't, People won't say it. People yeah. won't want to say it, right? But if you look at our run of form, when we did go on that winning run, he wasn't in the side. Yeah. And one of the downsides of the last nine games is that it is it has made it appear as if losing Steven Gerrard from the side from a tactical perspective is a bad thing. 
but it's not a bad thing. Unfortunately, the last nine games have made it look like we're so poor that Jesus Christ, even Stephen Gerrard should be starting from us. But the reality is, is that he's been an albatross around the manager's neck and around the side's neck for all season. Yeah. And we've struggled to accommodate him. He has not had a good game. I, I can't remember the last. So, but the midfield, to come back to the midfield, you know, I think on paper, if you look at what a <coughs> midfield is likely to be next year, you know, assuming some ins and outs, but Henderson, Allen, Lucas, Milner, Emre Jean, and Coutinho playing in one of the more attacking uh, teams, as well as Roster and Williams coming through from the young sides. I think we <coughs> possibly upgrading Lucas, we should do, but apart from that, I think we're okay. We're stocked in midfield. Well, when you talk about like <coughs> defensive midfield, it's it's just it's not just an individual. Like and you were saying, a lot of the other teams play defensive midfield. They play two sitting. And they have a screen, you know, and they have tight lines that you can't yeah. get. We are just notorious for letting letting players in behind the lines. Yeah. You yeah. know, and letting letting the opposition run at us. But so and do then, Arsenal. Then we fair, play, yeah. yeah, they do. They yeah. do. But they're not, they're not great shapes and at the they, back they, either. They put Coquelin in there and even by putting in a half-competent defensive midfielder. Mm. Made yeah. a massive difference. Made but a massive I think difference if you're going to... So it's like, get one half-competent defensive midfielder to screen your defence will help your defence out yeah. when, you want, yeah. when you want to go to a back yeah. four. Let's okay, say. so yeah. you're either going to... Keep Allen or Lucas and play them uh, with that as that screen because you know? we, we we all we all know that Henderson's going to play pretty much every game next year like yes. yeah. captain elect and everything else, and then we all want Emery Chan to play in midfield. Hmm. So does Emery Chan and Henderson do that screen role? I'm not sure as a parent they'll do the job that. But I I think I think you can if 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 your recruitment is right, and you sign. I'm not even calling it a specialist defensive midfielder. If you sign a player that's that's capable of playing in the tree with Henderson, Chan, and somebody that that's that's tactically competent, that's able to rotate in, and maybe at, at times they'll be the box to box midfielder. At other times they'll be they sitting, sit. they'll be sitting yeah. and screening so that they know that if the two boys have pushed on or are going and pressing, right, they yeah. automatically drop in and cover the space because. The one thing that, that we never tried, the one and the one thing that frustrates me, especially after what had happened, right, was that we'd spent an awful lot of time using Chan as a as a toward centre back, right? And but we also wanted him to step into midfield and drive with the ball when he had it at his feet. Mm. That role that we played Gerard in so much in the season, right, where he was basically just dropping in between the two centre backs. Mm. You think a fella that we've played six or seven games at centre back who's good on the ball, who is a centre midfielder, and and you know, you can see in the way he plays as a centre midfielder. Try him there, especially yeah. in the last three or four games. Try yeah. him there. I think if you if you've got a three of, for argument's sake, Milner, Henderson, and Jean, all three of them can go up and down, right? I think you need another one. Yeah, you do. That can come in. So I don't think Alan can go up and down. I don't think he's physical enough, and Lucas can't. So for me, you need a fourth who's able to either in the. Henderson mould yeah. that can go up and down or you buy a specialist defensive midfield player and you say this guy's going to sit there and then the three of Milner Henderson and Jean rotate in the other two can do the more forward. the other two yeah. places I, I, we, we, do, like, we do need a starter in midfield yeah. a, a starts every game because look at our spine if you talked about Ming Lai, like I think most fans would accept that we stick with Mick right you know mm. in terms of where the money needs to be invested then okay Phil Schenker's <laughs> head but then you have um, you have you have, you have Sacco which it's a bit of a concern because he gets injured all the time. So what do you do? Do you bin him? Well, no, I wouldn't spend any money on defenders because I, and I think that they're not. That's yeah. why they've signed Colo and Wisdom Up is because, yeah. well, actually, I, I kind of suspect maybe Lovren's going to go if they've signed Wisdom Up. So that's part of my, I'm wondering whether they're thinking that they needed to tie him down in case they let Lovren go. Yeah. Um, is he but, not just a step in for Johnson who's gone? But I think they've got Flanagan. I know Flanagan won't be back till November, mm. but they have him. They have Manquillo. Yeah. They, they're in the market for a right back, apparently. You know, they're looking mm. at Montoya from Barcelona. Um, I would go and buy, like, if it's so hard to buy marquee players for strikers, I'd go and buy someone like Vidal for mm. the middle of the park. Yeah, yeah, no, he's sorry, not going to come. Yeah. Why no, I didn't mean to re- re- reverse <laughs> back to the defence there, but we, we are, oh, it, is, it is so important. It's really important that we get a spying back. Yeah. That we've got we 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 make us gonna play every game. But there's no one no one in the at the back that probably Skirtle plays every game. Mm. But you do need two centre halves. You just fucking be. do the play and they uh, they build up a partnership and they become they become unstoppable. But and then in midfield you need at least one man. Yeah. And that man 
probably get the moment we, we need more than anything is a very defensive minded well, player look, and you, Lucas isn't really re- going to Regardless of your opinion of Stephen Gerrard you do not let Stephen Gerrard walk away from your club in the summer and not buy a really impressive midfielder You don't But do you don't that. you don't you don't fucking go down the rabbit hole of trying to replace, trying to no, replace no, 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 him no, no, with no, a like no, no, because no, no. there That's isn't so if, w- w- when going back to Dave's point and, and Andy's point yes you look to improve your midfield mm. so what you're trying to do is you say okay a starter. do you know what I, well, I'm, I'm going to be Gerard is, is gone and, and, and all the best to him but I'm going to bin one of Lucas or Alan yeah. right and yeah. to yeah. be honest with you if I was going to pick one of the two Lucas can have very good games in a team right Alan has struggled yeah. For for fitness, no, yeah. bar anything else, right? Yeah. Has, has struggled as no, much for so. Lucas for fitness and, and and for runs of forms, yeah. and I think you'd get more money for Alan than you would yeah. for for yeah. for Lucas, yeah. right? So it, it, of of all of them, I think he would raise more money if we were to sell a player, yeah. and for that reason, you'd you'd keep Lucas and you'd, like I'm looking at even now the likes of fucking Nigel De Jong where he's he, he, full of experience we're talking about somebody who's come in and has played in that role and can play in that role right mm. and bring experience into the team I'd have no issue seeing him come in because he's on a free and then you're still going we still have to replace goals we have to put goals into the team and, I, and we do need goals in the team it, it, it's a bit of a cliche at the moment but if you can sign an attacking midfielder who is a goal scorer right a, a, a Mkhitaryan if he was available let's say or Firmino who plays attacking midfielder and, and scores a lot of goals Bring that type of player in, and now what you've done is you've 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 replaced Gerard in terms of what's going to happen because you've got these players in who will create goals and make goals, right, and score goals, and you've also augmented the position that you have had Stephen Gerard playing in for the last two seasons. But you've got somebody that plays in that position, mm-hmm. so straight away you've strengthened the team. And when you look at the weaknesses, that addresses the weaknesses that we've had right the way through the season. Square fucking pegs in triangular holes; they won't they won't even fucking fit in the holes, mm-hmm. and we've been bashing them and bashing them and bashing them. And it's been to our detriment. And that's what this whole season has been about. It's been, it's been this constant, I want to put a flurry on things. You talk about the midfield, I want to put a flurry on things. When it's blatantly not working, stop doing it. It's the, it's the channel right back. Stop doing it. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, Roger's thing, as we, as we say all the time, is pecking order. He doesn't really do it the same way. Say, Mourinho does it where he's two players for every position. That's what he wants. That's what Rafa wanted too. Right. You have two players for it and you can trust them both to, to come in. And each of them knows where they stand. There's very little. You, you don't really see it where they're on par with each other. That they, like, you know, at City, they, they have two players that kind of share the full-back position, left-back. Um, but you don't really... See, you, you see a, a, a thing at most top le- top teams where someone holds a position There's and then it's up to yeah. their runner study. Yeah. And it's only really an injury or a really bad run of game. Someone comes in, they hold their place down. That's what he should be aiming for. Not this fucking business of, you know, like, if we needed a right-back, Gerard would have been playing right-back. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, just to get him into the team. Yeah, I, th- I think your point about the spine is, is, a, is a good one, though, you know, in terms of... You know that's where we should be looking to spend the money. Should be looking at it: striker, attacking midfielder, defensive midfielder, mm. and maybe a centre back. You know, invest in all of them. We don't need any more wingers. We don't need any more fullbacks. We have the players to go around these exactly. players. So I think what we need mm. is you need an upgrade on Lucas. You need someone to uh, play at the top. So where Coutinho and Normanelli plays, you know, mm. and whether that's Lallana or whatever, I think we need someone else. And then you need a striker to either to play on his own or to play with Sturridge. And if you get those three players, and those three players are twenty million pound players, you know, top, you know, twenty four, twenty five years old, maybe Champions League experience, able to walk in, you know, the spine of the team. I think in those three players, you've made the the squad and everything so much better. And those three players. That's what's lacked us all season. And and Dave was talking about twenty four, twenty five million pound for those players, right? That's what was wrong with this season. Our Lovren signing was the, def- the centre-back that we were to sign. Yeah. Failure. Yeah. Balotelli was brought in to augment the goals. Failure. Lalana was brought in as an attacking midfielder for a massive amount of money. And I, and I don't, I'm not, don't get the fellas back because his production, he would be a good squad player, but it's 25 million quid. You want 10, 15 goals out of him. Mm. Right? And you want him being able to put that output in and influence the big matches. Mm. Not the games against Crystal Palaces and Hulls and, and, and the ones where he scored his goals in, but the big games. Mm. So that, <clears throat> when we look at our season, it's going to be the failure of those signings that will be remembered more than what happens with the Morenos and the chance where you've paid less than £15 million and these boys at points have been... The, have, have outperformed the, the fellas that you've paid 20 odd million for hmm. the, only, the only thing I'd say is 
And look, there's a temptation to do it when you have a bad season. And I think as Liverpool fans, we do it every season. We think transfers is going to fix everything, mm. right? The reality is, it's not. It's not going to fix everything. What What's going to have a bigger impact next season is not the players that we signed this summer. It's the progression of players who are already in the squad. Yeah, That's going to have... If you look at Chelsea, right? What was more... As as important to Chelsea winning the league was the improvement in John Terry and the improvement in Eden Hazard mm-hmm. as it was the introduction of Fabregas and Costa and Matic. Right? Matic, Matic for a full season right? had made them a different side altogether. The, the look at Man United as the best example. The Manchester United got top four because David de Gea was phenomenal because Smalling improved in the second half of the Rooney. season. Rooney and Ashley Young, it's that's, all yeah. players at the side. Yeah. So there is a little bit of we can get caught up in saying that. You know, signings are going to make our season, but it's not actually. What's going to make our season is: Does Moreno kick on? Does Markovic kick on? Does Lalana kick on? Uh, Lovren's probably lost course, but you know, mm. do these players that we already have within the squad that have done a year in the league, do they kick on next season and complement the one or two signings which are going to work? Because two of them it, is it revealing, Dave, that we haven't specifically just naturally moved our conversation forward because. Is that psychologically the area that most of us think, yeah, well, it's all right and it's too much sh- shrouded mystery. You don't know no, no. whether our key man is no, no, going. I, th- I, think, I think that we, like, in terms of the way we've just debated well, We it, should do stuff. We're, we're now, we're, we're, like, that is the areas that you can probably fix fairly easily in a transfer okay. market. Because, you know, if you're going out to sign a defensive midfielder, you need a half-competent defensive midfielder to do yeah. it, right? If you're going to sort out your defence, it doesn't take much to sort out the defence. Yeah. To sort out your attack... Yeah. So many managers have failed by not being able to get that magic balance up in the attack. Yeah. Right? Like even even Rafa struggled to get that real balance in attack when Torres was injured or when, when yeah. Gerard was injured because he was never able to replace the goals when his main goal scorer was out injured. Mm-hmm. So when you look no, at Rafa it Rafa was never a little boy <coughs> flair player. Like. No, but I'm just he saying the, the closest the, you know, dozens of the year we went the closest in the league, as much as people malign him in the whole lot, was the only time that we had another twenty million pound centre forward up front of him in, in terms of Robbie Keane. And he did enough in the first half of the season to have us there thereabouts come come Christmas time. I'm not saying that he was brilliant or anything, but he had done a job for us up until that yeah. point. People are talking as if, you know, people, fans of the club are talking as if Suarez and, Stur- uh, Suarez and Sturridge last season was what it's always like. It's fucking never like that. Yeah, that's it. We that's never it. had, we have <clears throat> never had strikers like that. It mm. never works like that. Mm. Not mm. since the end of the night. Well, Generally, the, the, the Collymore and Fowler was probably the last time we had it. You know, in Rafa's six seasons, you know, he'd go from Torres as his number one to Voronin is his number two, mm-hmm. or you know, Crouch is his number one, and Coates is number two, and Bellamy is his number three. And maybe those are that's as good as you got for him, you know. So, trying people saying, like, I've, I've seen people make the argument. I know, we're, sorry, we're getting into attacking us, so I'll talk a little bit about it. No, that yeah. we should consider Sturridge third choice, and we should go and buy two better players than Sturridge to come and play in the side. People are fucking mental. <laughs> like, people are mental. Who are, first of all, who are the two players that are better than Sturridge that are going to come and play for Liverpool? Mm. Second of all, Sturridge is on 140 grand a week. So do they really think that this ownership group, this management structure is going to pay someone of 140 grand to sit on a bench to be a third choice mm. striker? Mm. They're off their heads, like, you know? Mm. It's just mental. Uh, that, that I, I, we, need, we just need, we need, like, we want the Sturridge to, well, I, I wanted him to be the main man. Like, I yeah. thought it would have really suited him. He doesn't have the fitness capability to be the main man. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, if he stayed fit all season, you know, we would have been in top four because his goals yeah. he would have got us there so we just need to buy a striker who becomes the main man he plays he stays fifth for the whole fucking season and if we can have storage in the team up there at top of them well and good and you adapt the team to Sue mm. fair enough but that, but that, 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 that is not going not going to happen and that's we been, need to that's, buy a player that's going to stay up top and score goals but that, that, and once we do that's that that's been the issue all season we'll be alright that's yeah. been the issue all season being able to accommodate different styles of players up front Right now, I've whipped the piss out of Ricky Lambert, right for for what he's been put in, and let's be honest, his effort hasn't been good enough, right? But at the same time, we never once thought to ourselves, "Bollocks, Sturridge is going to be out for nine months here," right? So we need to build a team around whoever we're going to play to play up front. So when we put Lambert in, we didn't we didn't set up a team to get the best out of Ricky Lambert. When we put Balotelli in, we didn't set the team up to get the best out of Balotelli. We set the team up in a way. That was almost, you know, well, how do we get him to sort of play a bit like Sturridge? Yeah. Or how how do we get the players who are used to playing with Sturridge sort of play to fit in Lambert, right? 
And like I've heard madness about oh well we, well Barini is pacey and he runs the lines. Maybe we should have put him in instead of Sturridge. Did you not see when Barini was on the pitch? Yeah, exactly. Yes, he runs around and all. But like he just runs yeah. around. You gotta buy probably a player. Fitted in. He probably fitted in more to what we are used to. Fair, fair enough. To he, was, miss, he missed lots see. of chance. He wasn't doing he wasn't doing, he wasn't cutting it. Balotelli uh, and Lambert, they were never really supposed to be what they turned out to be. Lambert certainly wasn't ever supposed to start an important game. No. This is. He was supposed to come on with a bit bit of physical presence up top and he you know, we seen him at Southampton, good you know, good for uh, assists and true balls and flick ons and stuff like that. And he props up with goals and he was taking penalties and all that. Mm. That's all he was ever supposed to be, a few minutes at the end of the game. Yeah. And Balotelli was supposed to be uh, number two man to the the storage play play up top with them um in some games and then you know deputise in other games and score a few goals. We did enough we gave Balotelli enough fucking service for him to score more goals than he did. I am not I'm not now, the I'm team, not, not disputing that at I know all. you you know you, there's other ways of building around Balotelli. He likes to have a player up top with him. He could have we could have done A B or C but fuck's sake they no, don't but plenty Andy, to get him to score Andy, more Andy, goals. He should have been Andy, with all the chances. He, he should this, be in double figures. This is not a defence of Balotelli. This is looking at our season and looking where we have failed in 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 attacking situations collectively. We've reliant on the we've been completely reliant on the brilliance of Coutinho throughout this season to drag us out of the shit ninety nine times out of a hundred when the games were going on and things weren't going our way. We had Sterling in a, in a real rich vein of form when we were playing with with, with those up front and he, and reliant on his flexibility, yeah. Phil. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We were playing him as a centre forward, yeah. and we were yeah. playing. We were saying we got Lallana and we had Coutinho and Sterling. Probably when when we were on our best run, that was the three that was up front because they were the most mobile. Mm-hmm. They went na- naturally forwards, but that was the, the most mobile. Now, my, my issue for the ho- and this is why in, in, in a season review when you look at the attack, I see the, the positives for me that came out of this and the, very few did but Coutinho was one talking about Dave's progression he really kicked on to a different level this season yeah. right? he really did and the run, the run that Sterling had from say the middle of November right the way through to March when this, when this transfer shit well sorry when, when, when the contract shit really kicked off right? he was brilliant we were talking we were People were talking him up all over the fucking January and February period. But look at look at him come on now. He's starting to come on. He's starting to add goals to his games, and he was still capable of misses. But he was adding goals, and we're saying he's our top scorer now. And look, imagine what he's going to be. You know, we need to get him tied down to a contract. Then the fucking contract shit blows up, and that that ruins that fucking thing with him. You know what I mean? Like you're thinking to yourself, yeah, we have something special here, and then he goes bleeding ballistic. Yeah. Like him and his fucking agent go absolutely dog shit mental, and it's like they're going. What are you doing, you dope? And for the, for the rest of the fucking season, as we're talking about the, the shit nine games that we, we had to run in, we had a player that looked that was mentally fucked on the pitch. Mm. Mentally fucked. Yeah, we played him and played him and played him and played him. And we never thought that this, the, the, the Markovic, who had shown also in that run of good form, that he was capable of playing in those attacking positions. Now, don't play him anymore. We reef him off every fucking five seconds. Yeah. The slaughtering he got in, in the Arsenal game when that pass didn't land directly on Sterling's foot, he wasn't seen of again for the rest of the season. Mm. So there, there has been very small bright sparks in terms of going back to Dave's idea about who could possibly progress next season, who can offer more, right? You've got Markovic has definitely shown capability. Coutinho, we really wanted to kick on, and the worry is <laughs> they're coming out now, and Ronaldinho is oh, out today worry. saying that you know Barcelona should be looking at him because he's one of Europe's best midfielders. You know what I mean? And this is inevitable because, but that's what you want at the same time. You want players to put themselves at that level. Well, who else? Keep, keep going. You know, list. There is, is Ibe in that category. Is Ibe, Ibe in that is an interesting one. We sent Ibe out on loan. We brought him back, and for me, I thought Ibe was better for the first couple of months when he came back than he has been. A, a, but I do see an awful lot in him. He's so direct. He runs the players. He makes he makes opposition defenders nervous. And he reminds me a lot of Sterling when he was in the good run, except he hasn't got the goals yet. But he is younger and goals come. It's very rare that you're going to see a 17, 18 year old who's going to crack in 10 goals when, he's, when he comes back off loan for half a season. So he's, he, they are the small bright sparks. But again, it doesn't address the issue, which was fundamentally how that attack was well, set up fall, for the most of the season. It falls down if you don't have goals. Because yeah. what we have... I think I said it on here. We have loads of people that want to play the assist. We have loads of we have loads of number tens yeah. or wingers. So you know, but we have no one who's a killer in the box. We have no one who's just their entire thing is scoring goals. Even Balotelli, he's never in the box. He never attacks the front post. He's never waiting for the Only cross. Only time he did it was against Spurs, and he scored. And he scored. Mm. 
But like, and his first, yeah, both times against Spurs. He's, yep. He hit the bar on his, on his debut when he attacked across. And when he, and he came scored on, in a second. When he came on against United mm. in Old Trafford and he missed about 96 chances that day yeah. as well. Like, that, that was like, they were the moments, and you're saying, why doesn't he do that all the time? But people are looking at the type of striker we, we look for. And see, this is where I'm slightly different, probably with the majority of people. Let's use Benteke as an example, right? So we've been linked to Benteke. I'm one of the few people that think actually Benteke would do really well for us. Because because he's a he's a goal he's a striker. He's an out and out goal striker. He'll can play up front on his own and I and I think he'd be great with with Sturridge he scores goals. He's not gonna drop into midfield looking to play a ball off. Mm. You know, and you know, you can snigger and all that all you want. But the reality <laughs> is the list of you the list of players who we're likely to get who are gonna come in and play a striker for us, there's not a lord met better with a better record than him. The reason Fact. I snigger is that if he was fifteen million quid and this is this it's like having the Lanana argument this time last season. It's exactly right? the same. It's yeah. the exact same. <clears throat> it's not him, right? It's paying thirty million quid. For but him. you can't argue that we we have to overpay for players because we're not in the Champions League and we have to go and get the players we want and then say, but we shouldn't do it just because you don't like the player. If, if it, we were paying 30 million for someone in a German league who had the same record as him, we'd be saying, just pay whatever it takes, get him in, pay to get him in. We won't pay 30 million for Mentec, I don't think we will. But You said that about Lodan. I did, Well, maybe I did. But I still think that you are not going to get goals for cheap. You're not going to get cheap goal scorers. We're going no, to get to twenty goals. I just look at it and say forty-three million euro. But I don't think we'll pay that. But hang on, forty-three million. If if we drop thirty million quid on Christian Benteke, right? And you say that's forty-three million euro. I'm telling you now, you will sign a proven goal scorer from Europe for forty-three million euro. There is not a team in Italy, France, or Germany that will turn down one of their a top class. And I'm talking Cavani. Higuain I'm not saying you will I'm not saying you will that will turn down but 43 saying, million euro for, I, their, for but, their centre forward 43 that money that money will we're talking about the, the merits of him as a player not the price for a minute right because we don't know how much he is or how much we're going to pay for him so just park the price for a minute if we end up spending 43 million you could do a whole pod on how mad you are about that right but I'm just talking about <laughs> what we need in terms of the team building right how much does Cavani earn a week roughly any day? Not 200 as, grand, I'd Not say. as much as Falk Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it, it, it's just like whether FSJ be into the idea. Like, Cavani be a, a fucking great signing and, you know, they should be, that should be what they're looking at. Mm. They're dead right. Like, I mean, Benteke's going to cost us 30 million. Now, you get Cavani for maybe 50 million euros or something like that. Mm. But is, Cav- is Cavani that good? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Why do we think Well, that? psychologically as well, like, I mean, team, teams will not fear Benteke the same way as if Cavani's up to I, I'm, not say, I'm not saying Benteke should be on it. So let me be really clear here before I get like a, you know, 100 tweets telling me what it's what I am. I am not saying <laughs> okay. Benteke is or should be our number one choice, right? I'm saying if he's who we end up with, because we don't get other players, he will do well for us. Right, he will do well for us in our side, playing with Sturridge. I think Sturridge and Benteke up front would be a very yeah. good. Strike uh, do you know what, Dave? If this was last summer, I'd be saying to you because we we talked about Bonnie and I wasn't totally against him. We talked about other players. Like if this was last season, I'd be all for it because yeah. I would have thought to myself last season, Sturridge will play more games. Yeah. Now I've already kind of accepted that Sturridge is going to have another season like this season. Yeah. He's already coming back for an operation. Probably won't be back for the first few games of the season. And then, by the time he gets himself going again and whether he gets to stay in the team, I don't know how many games Sturridge is going to play before Christmas. So, we need to be looking at something a little bit fucking better and a bit more class and someone who can score uh, different types of goals than Benteke. And I think, like, maybe Cavani is a poetry. And I don't know how good Higuani is anymore. Like, I don't know what type is of guy he's scoring. He's, he's, back, he's won two in Italy. Yeah, same as yeah, same as yeah, same as he's one and yeah. two in Spain. So that's he's gone to he's adapted the two leagues. And what about Cavani? What was he like? I take it like Cavani's well, a player I've always admired, but I think like he would he would give us more than Higuain. I think Higuain would be like just you know he'd be more. No, he walks his bollocks yeah. off. What's but, interesting about all three of them, to be fair, though, you know, different. We can argue about the different classes, but they are all a different a specific type of striker. You know, Cavani. Uh, Higuain and Benteke are all very traditional number nines you know like big powerful play with their back to goal yeah. they're not 
Although uh, Cavani, they're not mobile forwards the way Suarez is, as an example. But, but Cavani, Cavani is, yeah. Cavani is yeah. because Cavani, really. Cavani played in the tree and played wide in the tree when he was playing for Uruguay because Forlan played through the centre. I know centre. he did play there, but he wasn't great. And when there. he when when he was at the the when he was at the Napoli's, <laughs> <laughs> he um he, although he played up front, they played three four two one. So they had two. They had Hamzik and they had Lavezzi off him. So if you, if you take it on to our squad, right, and yeah. plant him at the top of ours, and you're saying Sturridge is out injured, just say he, he's filling yeah, in. Yeah. You can see Coutinho playing where Hamzik played. You can see where, mm. say, Jordan Oiba played where Lavezzi would have but played. But that's, that's how, or Markovic. But my point is, that's how Higuain plays right now for Napoli. And it's also how Benteke plays for Villa. My point is that they're not these small, kind of Tevez type strikers. If we were looking to replace Suarez, who play. Uh, in that kind of terrier fashion they don't play like that they prefer the ball into them they're quick technical players Cavani and Higuain do work the line so you know in terms of you know working the line of defenders they don't let defenders settle they go and they press and they cover and the one thing that we one thing thing that we didn't do our centre forwards (laughs) didn't do and and the storage included they didn't go and press the defenders. You didn't go and pressure the defenders constantly when the game was going on. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was the yeah. one thing that we really missed from the attack over the course. As I've said, I'm not saying Benteke should be our first choice. I'm saying that <coughs> people are writing him off as if he'd be a disaster for us. He wouldn't. Mm. He'd do very well for us. Like if you sell, like if you sell Balotelli and you know, this player, player's going to be leaving like Gerard and, uh, and Johnson are going to free up a huge amount of wages. Like spending 50, 60 million, well, 50 million, 60 million well, euros. They're talking the 45 million. It should not be beyond us. Like, it really no, it shouldn't. shouldn't. We shouldn't be saying as fans like that we've to, we've to now accept that Benteke is our level. Not given uh, the changes coming, no. Yeah, or, or no. Danny Ings and all. Like, I mean, Ings would be fine as a third, third choice Fuck. striker. Mm. Grant, I don't know what's going to happen to Origi. Like, I don't know where Ings fits in if he's the fourth choice. doesn't really make sense. We should be going out and investing all the money in goals. There is a squad there now. Like, whether... Whether, where again, some of them are, you know, there's a squad now where you're not embarrassed at looking at the bench because there's players you can come on. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing Alana on the bench there. I wouldn't mind seeing Lucas on the bench. Hmm. But you want to invest every fucking penny they have now on a striker. Yeah. But when they come, we, that's the thing, right? Because when I you said we should go, make them come, you make it make it like, though. When I was saying, oh, we should go and get Vidal, right? You were like, yeah, why would he come to Liverpool? Money. Why is Kamani coming to Liverpool? Money. But he'll get other offers. Anything we offer him, right? Any, Even if we offered him 150 grand a week, 170 grand a week, a Champions League club's going to come in and give him the same deal because they can afford to do so. So it's all well and good saying, let's go. And I agree with you. Let's go and buy, like, go and buy Benzema. Mm. But Benzema's not going to come to Liverpool. doesn't no. matter how much money you give him. Okay, look, we've, we've strayed into the realms of what might happen and that's for the future. Let, let us, this is a review, so let's stick with the review. There's two aspects of, of the review. Do we have a review? Two aspects of the <laughs> season. The review is too fucking depressing. Yeah, I want to have a look at. And the, the two aspects of the season, we've basically focused an awful lot on the Premier League and, and the underwhelming nature of that. I wanted to look yeah, at Let's the, focus on the underwhelming nature of the of, season. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's exactly where I'm going with this. Thanks for taking my punch you fucker. So what I wanted to do was look at the European campaign and look at the cups and see what we thought of those um, and if there's anything that we can learn from that. So we start off with the Champions League. Um, well, I have to say the Champions League campaign was arguably the worst part of the season. It was for me. Yeah. It was like, for me. Having waited so long to get back in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. To have performed so shit in the Champions League and I mean like turgidly shit. Yeah. Mm. Right? In every fucking game, with the exception of the, the bit of pride that was on show was was Madrid away when 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 they were when yeah, they slaughtered bollocks. Yeah, people oh, say about like, that, but I hated the, that. I hated yeah. the lineup. I hated the choice. Do of you the know selection. what it was? It was because like they, it was a little bit different. There was a few changes made, and yeah. the players made us proud that they were putting in more effort than what that's we, tragic. We've been looking what had been going on? Tragic. tragic. In the Bernabeu, like oh, yeah. you make it. Well, the other reason that you were happy, probably, and I was happy, is that the case. team he put out in the Bernabeu is the team he should have been playing. For the, the fucking Chelsea eight game. games before that, oh, yeah, but, yeah. you know, but the, the drop in some of those players should they should the, the team was picked on the basis of the Chelsea match to, to come. And mm. That's just ridiculous. Look, I think I think the lesson from the Champions League is that that Rogers wasn't ready to manage in the Champions League. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to be ready for Europe. End of story. Well, I was I was very disappointed, more so in the Europa, Europa League actually. Yeah, because mm. I think that by the time we were in the Europa League, we were actually in a pretty rich vein of form. We were playing well, and. 
there's, it's a legitimate opportunity to win a trophy and get into the Champions League. Yeah. Mm. And we, we, we lost... I mean, if you go through the teams that we lost to in the... Or but failed then, to beat the Champions League was a legitimate opportunity. Look at that group. Look, yeah. I understand that. Sake, not, you cannot qualify for... No, no, no. Really I understand like. that. But we're not going to win the Champions League was my point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, once we went out of it... Istanbul day. Once we went out of it, I felt like that should have been... It was more that when we played Besiktas, we were playing well. We were in the middle of yeah, the 13-game yeah, yeah, yeah. run, and mm. you're thinking, if we just get our heads on straight here now, we've got a legitimate opportunity because we we were we were playing really well. It was just piss poor again, and we were mm. terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Terrible. I lost the plot, and I, and you're going to have to specify at many points during the season. But the bit for me that symbolises this season is Basil at home. And that fucking lineup. Jose Enrique. Please. 97 midfielders, fucking Enrique and Johnson starting, playing 4 5 1 in a must win game. A must win game. Horrible. Right? In Anfield. When the fans, I even remember the build ups that were like, fucking, this is, you know, this is, this is like Olympiacos again. We have to win this game. Mm. Yeah. And there was that buzz, yeah, we're going to get fucking behind us and we're going to do this and blah, 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 blah. That T- team. Team sheet. That team. As soon as, yeah. you, as, soon as the deflation. Everywhere it was just like. Did you but see it, was the that, game? it was that game that the the penny finally dropped with Rogers because late on in the game he abandoned a couple of defenders with the few defend couple of defenders mm. off. I think he went two at the back, not even three at the back, <laughs> and uh, and we started to show like, oh hold on, this way we should have been playing <laughs> yeah, all yeah, through this yeah, whole yeah, European yeah, yeah, campaign. Yeah. Like, I think Rogers' whole uh, thing early on the season was trying to play everything too safe. He he realised that like Suarez was gone and and Sturridge was injured. And we've got Balotelli and Lambert up top, who I don't really know what to do with. So I'll I'll try something I never really tried before, and be be this some sort trying to be a solid team, like and a and a conservative team, like. And he tried it in Europe, and it didn't pull off. I don't think Rogers isn't necessarily not ready to manage in Europe. Like if Rogers was in Europe last season, we'd have been fucking flying, no problem, because yeah. we'd have played our own game. Like we're in, we're going to be in the Europa. Next year, do you think, Andy? Uh, yeah, I think he'd be fucking great. No, I don't think he's going to go. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's going to go. Win I, I don't he's because got, I think like if we're playing our own game, we do okay. Certainly better than we were. We would have got out of the group anyway. I've yeah. just seen the same mistakes in all the European campaigns from his first Europa one into the Champions League one into those Europa League matches. And this, this is this is my biggest bugbear, and you know this is my biggest bugbear with him. Is I never see him learning anything. Hmm. Like it's like Andy's point. He so he goes from the the Basel game and then changes it around, and we go to three at the back, right? Then as soon as, as soon as any sign of weakness came in that formation, he went back to fucking Basel at home mm. with the fucking shy plane again. Mm. Like, and, and that does me head in. I just, I just, for me, I just wish we'd gone out swinging. You know what I mean? It's like we went out so meekly, so... That's the worst thing. Yes, you know? that is the worst thing. I just... What the fuck did we have to lose? Like, yeah. you know, it was like at the time I kind of defended the Madrid selection. If I was honest, only because I felt like the the form before the Madrid game was so poor mm. that there had to be a message sent. There had to be a message sent to some of the crap players going, "Yeah, actually, you know what? You don't deserve to play mm. in the Bernabeu because you haven't played well." What undid it for me was when he brought them all back in against Chelsea. Mm. So I didn't have a problem with the Madrid selection necessarily. It just underlines that point Phil's yeah. making. Nothing's learned. And, and but for me then, when you go into the Europa League or you got Basel at home, go out swinging. Yeah. You know, if you lose to a sucker punch because you've been trying to score seventy-five goals, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. What, 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 what characterised, you know, all, all those memorable wins in through the early two thousands and and in Rafa's time. Mm. Was the was the Smosh Buckland yeah. fucking nature? We the way, way we, and, yeah. and the way people used to always go, why can't we play like we play in Europe? Yeah. Because it used to be all gung ho, go for it, and teams weren't used to it in, in Europe in terms yeah. of that style. And he seemed to get into his head that he must be this. He had to be a tactical genius in Europe, when in reality, you know, it didn't suit his players mm. because he wasn't tactically capable of getting across what he was trying to get across. But he didn't fucking do what he's he he talks about. He do, he like he all. sells himself as that type of manager. Yeah. Possession football, intense football, pre, you know, high tempo. Should be ideal. But he didn't do really. that in Europe. Like, but that's that's he the, didn't do it the start of the season. Mm. Like you look at he went into protection mode early in, uh, in early in the season when you talk about October November didn't mm. know what to be doing yeah. and then it just uh, it just filtered into Europe so I wouldn't like if Roger stays on I wouldn't just give up on him in Europe like 
I mean, I don't think he can win European trophies for us, but I certainly think there's better campaigns in him. If the team are playing like he's used to playing, he just carries it into Europe. Like yeah. to be, that's got to be the but, but this and and it's the same with, with with the domestic cups. It goes back to a point that you're making, right? The the way we went out meekly mm. from the Europa League. Yeah. We went out with a fucking whimper in the Champions League. Yeah. We go into the cups. We fucking dodged our way through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup because we, we drew nearly every fucking yeah, home match. Big time. Like it, we never it's, scored a goal. It's made, out, it's made out as if we, we, we had a great FA Cup campaign. We did. did we here, got to here, the this is supposed to be, hang on, I was got, this is supposed to be our highlight. We were supposed to get some no, solace. it wasn't. This. It was probably one of the worst. <laughs> like we got, we got blessed with the draws because yeah. yeah. we hardly had to play a team. And we fucking struggled our way through. Do you remember, yeah. do you remember the we Wimbledon got, match? We got to the FA Cup oh semi-final without scoring a goal in field. Yeah, in the Italian FA Cup. So again, yeah. we we got to the FA Cup semi final without scoring a home goal. That's yeah. tremendous in the cup run. Wow, and yeah. two replays. Do you know what? That's wow. like um, that's like someone down in the second division making it so far in in the yeah. FA. Because limp and true, like you know, just yeah, back to the yeah, wall. You, you don't look back on a campaign and saying, "Oh, they were fucking sensational." Through yeah. we were fucking crap. I can't as, even just remember as bad as we were. What about the Chelsea semi? The, that was our high We were but, playing well then. But that's yeah. gallant losers. You know, it's... it's yeah, exactly. It's the exactly. whole... Fuck that. Yeah. You know... Yeah. That was, that, we, that was the time to limp through. Yeah. It's a fucking semi. But yeah. those games, those Heroic games... failure again. Those games, right the way through the season, you know, the, 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 the must-win games, the, the Baza match didn't win. Besiktas didn't win. Fucking the, the Chelsea League Cup semi-finals didn't get through. And, and, and the mm. key ones in the Premier League. The FA the Cup end. matches. But the yeah. FA Cup matches, we had to go to replays to win them. Yeah. We had to go to grounds where these lower league teams would come out at us. Yeah. Mm. Because once they just parked the bus and off it, we couldn't break them down. Yeah. Then we go to the semi-final against Villa and we should marmalade them. Yeah. And fucking again, yeah. again, it doesn't happen. Yeah. We have the United and Arsenal games. We must win those games. You know, we're in the driving seat then for top four. Lose both of them. There's still the opportunity to win, get into the top four, and we would have got into the top mm. four had we done our business from the yeah. Arsenal game on in the league. Yeah. Mm. But this is this we is failed where, again yeah. and again and again. Every time every there was target, every time yeah. there was a glimmer of hope, and it was a must-win yeah. game, we failed. That's full and circle I, back and I, to the start. And I got yeah. I, I I've had had it on thing. Well, what about the the Southampton game? That was a must game. What about the City game? That was a must game. They went in the same category of must-win games when it comes to the point that if you if you don't win that match, the team that you're playing against goes six points ahead of you. You mm. know what I mean? That mm. If you don't win that match, those teams would have The gone. City game was not a must-win game. No. Nobody was going... I remember, I remember doing the pod. We said we could afford to lose. We could afford to lose against Chelsea. Once we did our business against yeah. Yeah. Arsenal. Exactly. exactly. So and they the were, they were the important games. Arsenal and United, at the time... Wanted the exact same things as we did. They've achieved yeah. it, and like United turned up that day. Didn't turn up all fucking season against anybody. The last twelve and months, with us at home in our field against United, like it was, it, like we talk about Stoke being embarrassing. That first half performance against United was embarrassing, and then for for Stevie to come out and and to be sent off a minute into the second half, mm. like that's embarrassing. That's not the Liverpool I fucking know. Yeah. For the la- the last twelve months, you know the reality is the last twelve months have been a series of us failing to perform when it matters, right? And that's what the review at the end of the season should be about. It should be about where is that failure to perform coming from? Is that mentality from the managers? Is is it tactics? Is it signings? Is it the players? Is it leadership? What the fuck is it? Because from Chelsea at home last season, from the slip onwards... Mm -hmm. It's just been a catalogue of Palace. missed opportunities. Well, Palace came after. No, no, what I'm saying, from Chelsea, then Palace. Yeah, then Palace, that's what I mean. We nearly fucked up against Newcastle in that last game of the season as well. Yeah. Then you run into this season and it's just, it's catalogue after catalogue again. For me, the season review is as simple as this, mentally weak. Yeah. Mm. That's the, from mistakes. You know, people going about oh, it was mistake. It was just you know, it was con- constant individual mistakes. Constant individual mistakes happen because people are mentally weak. They're expecting a mistake. And a lot has been written around the fact that, you know, I know we did FSG in the video bit, but a lot of it has been written around, you know, when you stop buying young players. I'll tell you something. This season was a failure of senior players. Yep. Senior players let this manager down and this manager kept picking those senior players oh. so allowed himself to be let down. Mm. You keep picking failures, you're going to fail. Yep. And that's what he did all season was pick senior Failures. No wonder we failed. So the season was a bag of shit. 
<laughs> well, we had fun together. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great, crack. We mm. knocked the crack over anyway. <laughs> I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> okay, let's uh, rattle through a load of questions uh, in from listeners this week. So we're just going to go and give them uh, one per person for a while and see what sort of uh, damage that does or if we need to adapt it. So the first one, Andy's from you, is uh, Craig. Craig's wondering, are you a Heinz or a Bachelor's Beans man? Or are you a chef or a Heinz ketchup man? This is, this, this is, look, there's, there's only one fucking answer to this. Anyway, go on. Oh, I think Heinz and Bachelor's Beans are the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I, what's your rationale there? Are they I think they just taste the same. Okay, yeah, okay, I think, okay. I don't know. This what is it. an opinion. Someone thing. makes them. Phil's going to stab you. You're just going, you're just going <laughs> baked beans or baked beans. And then beans. what's the other dickhead? The other one's chef or Heinz ketchup. What's the other dickhead? <laughs> 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 chef dickheads or Heinz dickheads which, which one do you choose I think uh, I think it's Heinz uh, I'm not sure which I buy I wouldn't be that like mad into me ketchup you know, some do you do the shopping Andy do you <laughs> I do but I'm, I'm like, uh, these are the sundries <laughs> <laughs> sundries <laughs> condiments <laughs> fuck that <mate. laughs> I yeah, mean, some people put ketchup on everything some people are mad into that ketchup yeah. like I I really wouldn't put ketchup near at like, not, not a massive know, fan myself I've seen people with ketchup on pizzas <clears throat> yeah you know. I've seen people put yeah, ketchup on their Sunday dinner yeah. I've seen people put ketchup on roast dinner ah yeah. oh, fuck off I don't get people Ten with ketchup cunts. on bolognese <laughs> 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 where's the brown sauce <laughs> <laughs> if it comes to brown <laughs> sauce I think why are brown sauce yeah yeah, I wouldn't. I, I think, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be the only, yeah, of all them sort of... All them tenement, sauces. All them tenement 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 sauces <laughs> and tenement fills. Like, next question's going to be about which spaghetti do you like? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know or which uh, quick noodles do you like? You know what I mean? Which one? Listen, come here, for you, because you're a culture now, I've heard there's a theory mm. on this that Bachelors is the north side one and Heinz is the south side beans. Uh, amongst you Jackie and types. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Beans are beans, man. I don't, I, I've got no. I, I think, think bachelors are a bit sugarier. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a bit more sugar in them, and the the sauce one. Well, if you're getting chef red sauce, there's something wrong with you. Okay, go on. That's good. Chef Why? brown sauce. I can understand. Right? What's wrong with chef red sauce? Because it, it's that, just. Oh, that's really that's a ta- that's too tangy. It's not the one. It's, it's too yeah. Tang- it's, now look, Heinz red sauce. <laughs> okay. And it's called tomato ketchup. Red sauce could be anything. Red sauce. Well, like, at least Heinz called it tomato ketchup, so you know what you're getting, right? Whereas Chef Red Sauce. Do you call what it the fuck is it? Red, red sauce, sauce. Red sauce or ketchup? No, I never call it red. I hate that fucking term. Tomato sauce. Red, so you use ketchup, sauce. do you? Ketchup, yeah. You yeah. use ketchup? No, you say tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Yeah. Do you put it on your spaghetti? Is there, is there, is there, any, is there any tomato even in the fucking thing? I don't eat it personally now, like, you know, yeah. but my wife's a big fan, so. It's ketchup. Next question is from Paddy. Uh, I think we could. Uh, I'm just going to throw this up to the table because I, I have a bet that everyone's going to say the same thing at the same time. Which one of you is most likely to phone in and cry on Talksport? Damo. 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 Would he cry? Yeah. He, yeah. he broke down in tears last year. He'd either cry or move. Yeah. Where, 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 where was he doing the crying? He, 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 he did a cry, he did a cry after the match. The Lord Edward or whatever it was called. The King Harry. <laughs> the King so Harry. Weird. The Lord Edward. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was wrong with him? He was so he was so proud of what Brendan Rodgers so had done. He was, he was, yeah, yeah, genuinely. He was. Oh, listen, well, <laughs> when I saw the chap sitting there, he was all having a cry. I thought he was taking a piss. Yeah, but he was doing a big cry. Oh, well, well, and yeah. like it was, yeah. What's wrong, Dave? I'm just so proud of Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this year, oh, Brutus has taken the knife out and he's yeah. heading straight for the Ides of March. For fuck's sake, it's unbelievable. Next question is uh, from Sean. Sean wonders, uh, he's got a suggestion as well. What's the greatest gift given to men? And Sean says, just so you know what I'm getting at, I think it's woman's tights. <laughs> uh, Sean's got his own fetish going on there. Fair play to him. What is the greatest gift given to men? There's so many like things, like, you know, there's so it's many just things in life that work, work so well. For yeah. like, I mean, I think even stag deals are better than hen nights. Unless you're a bunch of forty-year-olds in Las Vegas, like Trev. Yeah, yeah, the forty-year-olds <laughs> in Vegas—that's a, that's a <laughs> shit stag do. But uh, well, are you speaking from your extensive uh, experience of hen nights, Andy? Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, you just look at you just look at hen nights and say they just look, look shit. shit. <laughs> They're just sitting out there, uh, blow up willies and all that. <laughs> Drinking out Willie Strauss and all that. You'll always see, like, 
a couple of miserable shits sitting at the table <laughs> that even if any bloke goes to talk to them they're just like fucking not talking no fucking I'm not enjoying myself fuck off I don't want to have a good time whereas like every stag do people are going balubus like, having the best time of their life you know one ever has a shit time on the stags like that's actually not a bad theory. You know, it's there. Make the so most of these. Andy's answer of the best gift to men is being a man. Yeah, being yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of things like, you know, yeah, they're going to love that. I mean, like, women can, okay, they can, I mean, like, things like motorbikes. Hang on, where are you going? So, I don't even have a motorbike, but, like, when I see lads with their motorbikes, I'm going, that's a fuck, it's such a fucking cool thing, like, a big motorbike, whereas you don't see women with big motorbikes. <laughs> 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 uh, no, like, well, like I've never had a motorbike but it's something I've always kind of wanted to have like but I just say to myself I've had too many accidents on push bikes like, you've said that before yeah yeah like, just it's just unbelievable I just can't do bikes <laughs> I can't do two wheels <laughs> like my mate that was there uh, that came down on a bike got stopped by the cops in a way Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, because he, he was only after getting all his new bike, and he got rid of all the whatever gear that suited his old bike didn't suit his new. So he hadn't got all his, or well, he had letters and all that, but he hadn't got the the whatever fucking flashy, flashy ones, jacket yeah. that went over or something. And the cops pulled him in and said, uh, um, "Where's your f- f- high vis? Is that a rule for bikers or something?" So oh, high vis, so. yeah. Is, yeah. is it? Oh, it is, yeah. And the the uh, the big thick culture guards is there. Uh, now, well, uh, what would you do if Mr. Fogg came along? Mr. Fogg. <laughs> <laughs> so he was there. Well, uh, probably pull Mr. Boyk in and uh, <laughs> take you, Mr. Hoy Viz Vest, to have him there. Mr. R. Fogg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. That's fucking Yeah. That's what Tom was saying. That's fucking fun. That's fucking brilliant. You've got to call the part Mr. Fog. Mr. Fog. What was the strangest thing that you believed as a child, Paul once now, Paul Murray? Right. You could hear the grass growing. I was firmly believed you could hear the grass growing. Fuck off. Yeah. You could hear it. <laughs> yeah. My dad told me you could hear the grass growing. <laughs> and, and so it, you, you while, while I was like a, a gullible yeah. youngster. Yeah. But that continued into like almost adult. <laughs> <laughs> because I just thought, my dad would never sit like <laughs> so the other I'm telling people this for years. I, I just you wouldn't believe this wrong. shit. <laughs> Stop <Yeah>. now. <laughs> But I don't know, like, I fuck to the point I, I used to, like, sit there listening and I go, that, that, that's, yeah, that's probably the grass growing there now. <laughs> <laughs> that noise. <laughs> oh, what kind of noise was it? A little scratchy noise, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, like, just fucking, I don't know. <laughs> it was probably like an insect or something just making a little bit of noise. And I was going, that's the fucking grass growing there. <laughs> <that." laughs> <laughs> it was fucking embarrassing, yeah, to me. But, yeah, I, I thought you could hear the grass growing. What about you, Downey? Uh, believing thing, I, I wasn't very gullible, but I didn't make other people believe shit. I was a great lad to spin the yarn. I told people that I used to, I could turn into the Hulk, um, and they all believed me. All the guys around. Well, that's because nobody would know what the Hulk was in eighteen forty three. Well, that is true. I did have the benefit of going back in time. But yeah, I did. I, I used to spin yarns. I said I had a, a spaceship in a hangar underneath the field next door. <laughs> Fellas believed it. Some bloke was lying out in the grass just listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when this grass is grown. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody else believe anything? I was growing up, we used to live by a lighthouse, and uh, my father used to tell me that uh, Fraggle Rock, do you remember Fraggle Rock? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was, that's where they lived, was in that lighthouse. So Brilliant. I you were having that as well, yeah. For a long time, I thought the Fraggle Rock was Basically, just on the road. Fathers are pricks, really. Like, they oh, just, because yeah. I, I even know now, as, as a parent, like, I just make stuff up just oh, to the fucking pure Parenthood shit. is just lying to your children yeah. for 12 hours a day and you don't yeah, know, like you don't know what's sticking no. I mean like <laughs> no. my uncle probably told no. me you have so many things yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. but the grass yeah. grown well, for whatever reason stuck yeah. in my head but it's that thing you're right it's purely for, for their own amusement for, for our amusement that's why we do it yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I mean that's why religion sticks in so many countries is because it's just so e- so much easier to say well God says you know, yeah. go, to, go to bed now because God says. Because. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why though, Dad? Because God made it. Like, How did he make it? Because he did. I know. Like, yeah. you know? Like, like, Santa Claus is the best ever for kids. Mm. Yeah. I'm able to use Santa Claus all year round. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the motion sensors in the house that have, like, the, the red light comes on, right? 
So it's like that's that's Santa, that's his camera that he he watched. He's scoping out. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> And you know yeah. what we're doing upstairs? Nothing. Mm. Don't worry about it. It's grand. I'll just ask Santa. He's able to see what's up there. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, That's like you know, it's and that, yeah, that's what the, that's what our parents did to us as well. It's just constant it's, stream yeah. of lying yeah. to your children. Yeah, for their benefit, obviously, but for their benefit. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Something to finish this whole fucking thing off. Did anyone ever get flashed properly? I don't mean flashed with lights. I mean flashed as in... On the motorway as you're driving. That would be impressive. I mean bloke in a jacket in a fucking park. Did that ever happen to anyone? I was it just no. me? <laughs> but no. surely your flashes are only interested in flashing at women. I would have thought so. <laughs> what were you wearing at the time? <laughs> <laughs> was this one of your, your walks? <laughs> Had you taken your shirt off the hump? <laughs> The flashers uh, used to be uh, really like popular. popular. Years ago. Yeah, really popular. <laughs> you always hear about flashers. You always hear about flashers yeah. knocking about. Yeah, flashers going around flashing. Now, like now, they, they, but they got the internet some now. Serious so you can just <laughs> they won't just flash at you. Like there was a fellow at the bottom of our, of our garden. I say our gardens. At the bottom of our garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we live we live in the country. It's supposed to be about half an acre. It's not a garden. It's a fucking field, right? But we're at the bottom of the field, and I went down to the, to, to, to the bottom of the field to the tree house place it had, and there was some fuck around there and he just had a jacket on and he just went open the jacket <laughs> open the jacket at me fucking flashes ugly bits and just kind of ran scarpered up his whole beard to the world and then what did your mother, what did your mother say to the priest then <laughs> <laughs> finish with some admin and we want to thank Astro Park for a season of hosting our weekly nonsense you can check them out and book your pitch time at astropark.ie I want to mention a couple of five times uh, gigs that are coming up. The first one is uh, a local one for us Irish people in Galway in the Pucon Bar <laughs> on the 19th of June. Um, tickets are £35, or sorry, €35, Euros, and you can find out um, far more details than that on the five times um, Twitter feed and on our own Twitter feed. Similarly, if you're based in America, the North American tour features um, Jason McAteer, Robbie Fowler and Didi Haman, and they have nights in Toronto, New York, Charlotte and Los Angeles. Find out the details and book your tickets for those. Uh, from the same sources. Your day trippers tonight were Dave Thomas and the young Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Kenny yeah. could have been, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to change? Yeah. Kenny probably says, nothing. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay. Why <laughs> Kenny does it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to change? What are you going to change? And they went, and fucking you, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> and bring me a donut and fuck off. But look, the <laughs> Randall Rogers will be sitting there sweating blocks. Yeah, he will. Try to think, <laughs> <laughs> try and think of different things to spill them with. Hang yeah. on, uh, what have <laughs> I said before? Uh, <laughs> sweating um, blocks. He could easily end up just turning around and going, do you know what? From, uh, this is from our, our own Paul Brennan for you, Dave. Uh, says if Dave Thomas had a choice, would he <laughs> <laughs> would he rather lick Sam oh, Allardyce's balls or give Roy Hodgson a blowjob? Tell Brenzy the fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tesco sell them. You used to, you can buy uh, whole chickens in a can. Yeah, oh, it's not a whole chicken in a can. Whole oh, chicken in a can. How bad? God. How bad must that be? And how I desperate? <laughs> how desperate? Are, like, of an, like, and what sort of respect would you have for your body? Imagine. To put a can of chicken curry. <laughs> you must hate no, yourself. No, no, imagine taking curry. a whole. This is a whole chicken. chicken. Imagine that opening the can. Oh, there's me. Oh, fucking hell! I mean, how expensive are chickens to buy a whole chicken? Uh, it's yes. a couple of quid, right? That you're gonna save yourself money, thirty cents. I'm disturbed by it. Imagine the can. What size is the can? It must be like a pain can. A for big folks. can of chicken. I wonder if they're like. I'd say it smells disgusting. Did oh. you ever open like even a uh, sliced sliced chicken or sliced Sli- ham and sliced it's, ham. Oh, it smells like a bang off it. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but like, imagine opening a can of chicken. Can so, of chicken. <laughs> so we didn't do best, but worst is can of chicken. Can they're of rations. Like they shouldn't, be, rations. Um, they shouldn't that be. They shouldn't be on the shelves time shit. of. At Capella University, you're in control of your education with the game-changing FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.